We welcome in Connor Hughes, who does a great job covering football, covering the Jets. You see him on SNY, all of that. Connor, how are you? I'm doing well, Joe. How are you? Oh, I'm just great. What a disgrace. By the way, <laughs> let me just say this. Um, uh, uh, Connor's Jets class show, which is uh, part of SNY's digital series, and I'm waiting for the invite, Connor. I mean, let's go. I mean, let's Anytime, let's go. Let, let, if you want to get, hold on. I just want to say this: if you're going to put somebody on, talk about the Jets. Let's go. Who, who are you putting on? You're going to put there on somebody go. that's going to give now, you the man. nonsense. You're going to put on nonsense, or you're going to play. <laughs> you're going to put on the reality, Connor. You know what I mean? Uh, no, we. Sh- I'll be honest, Joe. I, I don't. I don't have the ability to shoot anything other than straight with this team. So no, it's it's uh, it hasn't been a uh, it hasn't been a positive show. I would say for the last few weeks here. Yeah, well, it really hasn't been positive for the last fifty-five years. But you haven't had the show. Yeah, you have You're not even that old, so you can't even go that way. <laughs> let 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 let's start with this. How in the world? I, I got to go right to the top with Woody here. Okay, how in the world did this guy give a vote of confidence to everybody coming back last week? And and let's be honest about this too, Connor. Connor, if they had blown that game to Washington, which you know, if Ron Rivera was any kind of a decent coach, they would have. I mean, what what would Woody have said at that point after he gives a he's got everybody coming back next year? Uh, yeah, I, I, the the timing of that was very interesting. I, I to be completely honest with you, I was I was surprised that it happened, considering what could have happened there against Washington, what could have happened, uh, and what did happen against Cleveland, and then what is likely to happen here uh, against the Patriots. That that did surprise me because the one thing that I was under. Uh, the understanding of was that there was not an intention from ownership to make any changes. They did not want to make mm-hmm. any changes. Right, but the right. big but I kept getting over and over and over again is that if something extreme happens these final three weeks, everything could change. And and blowing that game to Washington and then losing uh, to, to both the Browns here and then a Patriots team that has their eyes on, on Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams, that would certainly constitute as something extreme. So I, w- I was very taken aback that he came in with such a uh, – Firm, they are coming back. Comment now. The one thing I will say about Woody is, is things do change. There have been plenty of examples across the NFL where uh, guys are coming back. And even if you want to go specifically with Woody Johnson, uh, they told Eric Mangini he was coming back, and then that mm-hmm. changed during the Brett Favre year. So I, I don't necessarily think this is something where it is 110 percent written in stone, but certainly it, it's most likely that everyone is going to return. And Joe, the uh, taking my opinion out of this and just giving you their line of thinking, they, if they were to let Robert Sala go and they do not want to let go of Nathaniel Hackett because Nathaniel Hackett runs the offense that Aaron Rodgers wants to run and the relationship is there. And obviously if you fire Hackett, you're going to tick off Rodgers because again, one of the big reasons Rodgers is here is he as he himself said during his introductory press conferences because Nathaniel Hackett is here. So you're taking a big coaching pool uh, of potential guys that will want this job, and you're going to narrow it because there is a playoff mandate going into next season. If you do not make the playoffs, everyone, they're blowing the whole thing up. So that narrows the pool even more. Now you need to find a coach from a pool that's already been narrowed to somebody that wants to work with Aaron Rodgers and wants to work mm-hmm. with Nathaniel Hackett. And then you shrink it even more. And, and it's just, I think it's gotten to the point where even if there might be some internally who are like, you know what, yeah, maybe we should make a change here. Maybe a, a change is justified or a change is warranted. The grand scheme of things of, you know what, let this regime ride it out one year with Aaron Rodgers. Let them see it through with Aaron Rodgers. And if it doesn't work, then we're going to blow everything up next year. That made more sense than the risk of potentially firing Robert, which then means you have to fire Joe Douglas and then trying to find someone to mix and match with these pieces 
while also not to not wanting to upset Aaron Rodgers. So it, it's there's a lot there to to dissect, and and I do think that running it back probably for that makes some sense. But there is mounting evidence right now, uh, more and more by the day and day that that this just it's not working. And it's I'm not talking about the issues on the offensive line, which can be talent related. I'm talking about issues a quarterback that can be talent related. I'm talking about how it seems. Week after week, they're they're mm-hmm. just unprepared. They're they're undisciplined. They look unmotivated. I mean, this is the I think with this last game was the 17th double digit loss of, of the Robert Sala era. And I mean, those numbers are not good. Yeah. And, and I like Robert a lot. I think he's a great guy. And, and there are signs where I'm like, yeah, this guy can do it. But I mean, if you're just playing down the line and you're just playing, you are you're removing everything. It's like, oh, he's a good guy. He's just looking at the evidence here, it's mounting very strongly in one direction, not the other. You know, let's just let's talk about the game last night a little bit. You know, I just heard Source go out and say that they were he was going to cover Amari Cooper. Okay, so game time happens, Amari Cooper's not playing. Don't you make some kind of an adjustment? How about how about putting the and we saw this in the, we saw this against uh, a CD Lamb earlier in the year. We saw this with Jalen Waddle a couple a couple weeks ago. How about? We put Swiss, you don't even know Swiss Garden is playing half the time. How about we put Swiss Gardner on a Joku last night? How about that? This guy's killing us. You think we can make an adjustment there with that? Um, you know what I mean, Connor? I mean, I, what are we doing? Maybe we could double team the guy. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Now I will. I will again. Not to not to talk you off the ledge, but there was they they did make adjustments at halftime. I mean the the passing did they? game. Did, yeah. They, I mean you look at what Joe Flacco at two ninety seven in the first I understand. half. And he had 309 for the right. game. I get it. So the I app, know. Yeah. And if you look at Njoku, too, he had, what, 114 yards in the first, the first quarter? quarter. He, he finished with 150 for the game, 140 for the game. So it was, it was again, they, they were able to, to tackle that down a little bit there um, as well. And, and again, I, I think that is a testament to they went in at half, they made their adjustments. But theoretically, yeah, put, put Sauce Gardner on, on Njoku, that, that makes sense in, in, in some sense because he's your best cover guy. But, I also think that probably is a little bit of a matchup mismatch for, for soft there. I mean, that's a big body tight end. And again, they're lining them up uh, oftentimes at the tight end position. So what you're going to do then is you're taking a cornerback, you're putting him in the box. Then what the Browns are going to do is with that offensive line, they have this playing very, very well right now, despite injuries, they're just going to run the ball down your throat. Cause now one of the, the big body guys you had there on the joke, whether it's a linebacker or someone like Jordan Whitehead is pretty good against the run. It's now Sauce Gardner, and you're going to have a guard coming through and blocking him out of the way, and they're going to be averaging nine yards a carry, not eight. So uh, I do honestly, and if, if I know the score looks ugly, and it was, the defense made some adjustments. I mean, there's no excusing how they came out of that game. I mean, they, they came out ridiculously flat. They had a bad game plan. The, the, the Browns took complete and total advantage of them with Joe Flacco turning back to the clock. To, to not even his years with the Ravens playing the best football of his career. Uh, that was not good, but they did – let even the storm out. They got some turnovers. They made some plays. And if you remove that pick six from Trevor Simeon, the game does look a little bit closer because of the defense. Again, it doesn't excuse the slow start. Uh, but, but they do probably deserve a, a little hat tip um, in a game that was absolutely ugly, and, and they need to be criticized more than praised. But you can give them a little bit of a hat tip for at least how they adjusted uh, there in the second half, which, yeah, I'm probably talking against myself here out of both sides of the mouth, but losing Elijah Moore probably played a, l- a little bit of a role for them able to get back on track. All right, well, we're talking to Connie Hughes. Okay, you're giving me about this adjustments and all this. Okay, fine. How about blitzing? They never blitz. You know, this makes me yeah. crazy. You know, can we see this team? And then you hear Salas say, well, we don't blitz. We get there with our foot. Well, you're not getting there. No, you weren't. 
Can we see yeah. that? Can I see them? They never send the house. Can we do that? Can we see that? You know? Yeah. I mean, and I know Joe Flacco showing mobility at one play last night. And I wanted to vomit when he made that play. But you know what? Can we can we go after this guy? They never do. It's a joke, Connor. Come on. Yeah, and I, I think honestly, like for me, it's it's not so much. For me, it's not so much blitzing, right? Because I, I, when I think blitzing, I think Steve Steve Spagnuolo, where he's just bringing. Right. You know, there's Rex eleven Ryan. guys in the Rex field. Rex Ryan. Yeah, Rex too. Like there's eleven guys in the field, and they're somehow blitzing twelve. Like it's something like that. Right. Right. I almost compare it to look. If you're not getting home with your four. That doesn't mean you have to blitz six, seven, eight. I compare it to what Wink Martindale does here with the Giants, where you look at the numbers on, on next gen, you look at everything, you'll see they only bring four guys, five guys on most plays. The problem is you just don't know which four or five are coming. It creates this uh, illusion and, and this, this disguising and, and these uh, uncertain natures, which just drive quarterbacks and offensive coordinators crazy. Uh, and that's how they end up getting their pressure. And, and I would like, yeah, honestly, yeah, I would like to see Jeff Ulbrich and Robert Sala design a little bit more of that. The thing is that that's just not what he does. It's not it's not in his wheelhouse. His defense, uh, for better or worse, and again, it's, it's removing my opinion from this and just explaining, um, he looks at it like the Seattle Seahawks Legion of Boom, which was you just rush four and you play defense on the back and the four get home. That's just it's it's his defense. It's his philosophy. It's his scheme. It's what he does, uh, and it's worked for most of this season. It just hasn't worked uh, two of the last three weeks, obviously against uh, the the Dolphins and then here against the Browns. Talking to Connor Hughes, all right, to me the most egregious thing that hap- didn't happen this year, and it's on Joe Douglas, is not having a viable backup for Aaron yeah. Rodgers once he went down. I mean, let's mm-hmm. be honest. when they If they would have had a decent guy, I don't know, Minshew, Brissett, Joe Flacco, they probably yeah. would have been – they'd at least have two more wins than they have now, and maybe they would have been playing for something yesterday. How did Joe – how do we – because we never hear from Joe Douglas. You know, he's in the witness protection. He doesn't talk, okay? So yeah. how, how does he justify that? Tell me that, Connor. They looked at it as they invested an awful lot of money in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Zach Wilson was making $8 million this year as his backup, which made him one of the highest-paid backups. That was a lot of resources dedicated to that position, and I think there was the politics at play. Uh, they didn't want to go sign a Gardner Minshew, re-sign a Mike White, uh, go get a Jacoby Brissett, because that means that Zach Wilson is now your third-string quarterback, and you're paying a third-string quarterback $8 million, your second-string quarterback 5 or $6 million, and then you're starting quarterback 30 or $40 million. Uh, but I will say that, and Joe will say this when we speak to him, uh, the, the biggest mistake, and the Jets realized this, was not having a viable backup option. That that is absolutely. They realize that they wear that. They are not hiding from that. They should have gone out there and done it. And, and this season, you're absolutely right. Looks completely and totally different had they done that. Because I look, I, I think the Jets are still a very flawed football team, and not have having Aaron Rodgers makes them better. They were not a Super Bowl contender with no, Aaron Rodgers. No, uh, no, of course not. Of course not. Yeah, there were so many other issues that have now been exposed, and unfortunately. I think too many people in that building right now are just hanging their hat on, we would have been fine with Aaron, we would have been fine with Aaron. It's like, no, dude, you, you really wouldn't have been. I mean, this offensive line is bad. There are some holes now being exposed uh, on the defense. There's opposite to, to take pressure off. And again, Rodgers was going to get beat up anyway. He got beat up his final year in Green Bay, got hurt, and that's why his stats dropped. The same thing was going to happen here. Maybe it's not an Achilles, but he was going to get the hell beat out of him. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I think that having a backup quarterback absolutely would have helped the Jets. You can you can see the games they would have flipped. The first Patriots game, the Falcons yep. game, the Raiders game. Atlanta. All of those 
Yeah, yeah, those are games they probably win with even baseline competence at quarterback, which they just were not getting, whether it was Zach Wilson or Tim Boyle. Um, but that doesn't make them a contender. It probably gets them to the point, at least now, where Aaron Rodgers would have played last week or this week. Um, but it doesn't make them the Super Bowl contender they thought they were uh, when Hard Knocks was here and they were talking about Crows and all that other stuff. You know, let me tell you, to me, the number one, the biggest signing they can make going into next season is that viable backup quarterback. They have yep. to bring them in. They have oh, they to over. They have oh, they're going to pay him a ton of money. Wait till they, they have to. They, they no, are, they got to overpay him. Yeah. I want Brissett. Yeah. He's the guy I want. That's yeah. the number one guy, Brissett. That's one. I know they like Minshew a lot. Minshew. Oh, him the too. Oh, I'll take Minshew family. too. I'm yeah. in for Minshew. I'm in for him too. Yeah, he was absolutely. interested too. I think they could have had him for like three and a half million. Oh my Mike God. White was me. never coming back. Mike <laughs> Mike White was not coming back. The Jets never even made a call to him. What? Can you explain that to me? Can you explain? Mike, now let me. I want to go back to that. What you're talking about, Mike White? Because let's be honest, Connor. Mike White is better yeah. than Zach Wilson. He's better. I mean, yeah. I, you yeah. you could tell yeah. me whatever you want. They could give me all the nonsense they want. Why? Why was that? Because they had to justify Zach. Is that why? Yeah, basically, yeah. And they never they never even called Mike. I mean, that was. And also, there was part of it where uh, Mike wanted to. There, there was part of Mike that he wanted to play. And when the Jets went out there and got Aaron Rodgers, it was like, well, I'm just going to be a backup again. You know, Mike still wants to be. A, he still thinks he can be a starting quarterback in right. the league. Well, he's backing Tua up too. He's never playing there. You know, right? Well, that's the thing, though. But think. Well, you say that now, Joe. But last year, too, had all the concussions. Yeah, he, he was did. He was considered one concussion away from never right. playing the game again. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right. So, my, if you look at that, it's like, okay, that's not. He's also from Florida, so there's an opportunity to go home. Uh, but I was talking to him recently, and he said that the Jets didn't even call. Like, he didn't even get a, a, a phone call. So, uh, I think their thing was we're getting Rodgers, we're bringing Zach back, and, and we'll do something else. I think maybe the – I don't know if there was politics involved there with how much mm-hmm. the fans loved him and how much it kind of rubbed, you know, Zach. And they, they didn't dislike each other, but the way the team rallied around him and not Zach kind of created that, like, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz dynamic that deteriorated Philly uh, for a while there. Uh, but Gardner Minshew was the one that I know a lot of people inside the Jets building valued and liked. Uh, and there was a discussion about going out there and getting him. They just decided not to because they'd invested so many resources already uh, in both uh, uh, Aaron and then Zach, obviously, with the draft picks paying them. But that was a mistake because I don't think the Colts are that much more uh, talented no. of a team than what the Jets are. And Gardner Minshew replaced Anthony Richardson, and now suddenly they are right in the cusp of the play- right in the thick of the playoff race and playoff picture. And uh, that's something that obviously was again. Aaron, there, Aaron Rodgers going down is is one of the big issues for the Jets, but they have made a lot of a lot of other mishaps and and misplays here uh, ever since the, the the last season ended that have put them in this position. Mitchell, they, they might even win a division there in that brutal AFC South. So I mean, that yeah. that, that might even happen again. We're talking uh, Jets with um, with Connor Hughes. All right, Wilson's gone, right? I mean, we have seen. Yeah. And by the way. I don't care if he clears concussion protocol. Simeon plays next week. Not that he's any good, but Bill Bill eats up Zach. I don't want to see him play. I want to win this game next week. They're not going to win, I know. But I, I'd like to end this hideous 15-game losing streak. I'm sure Bailey Zappi is going to light him up. But I, I don't want, do not want to see any more of Zach Wilson. How about that? I don't think you will. I mean, I, I think that's done. I mean, the, the report that came out from The Athletic from Diana Rossini and Zach Rosenblatt, uh, it was – 100% accurate. There, right, there was reluctance right, right. from Zach Wilson to play. And, and the reason right. why there was reluctance was because uh, Salah had sat him down and said, after the year, we're going to trade you. And so Zach's like, wait, right. why are you going to put me out there in front of that line, uh, get my you-know-what kicked in, and then all of a sudden I got to go, I, r- I run the risk of getting hurt, and now I have to go try to find another employer when I'm already now coming off an injury? Like, I don't want to do that. It, it made, right, it made right. sense from both sides. Uh, Zach, obviously, 
ended up playing probably because that report came out. And, and if, if he didn't play, it would be a damning indictment on his NFL Played future. his best game, too. He winds up playing the yeah. best game he's ever played, probably. Best game, but then the next week his fears are right. materialized right. and he gets a concussion. He gets the right. hell beat out of him against the Dolphins and he ends up concussed and running for his life every play. And, and I think it's just it's a lost season. The Jets aren't playing for anything. They know they're moving on from Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson knows he's moving on from there. It, it makes no sense to, to throw him out there. It, it really doesn't. So – I know that technically no concussion, I don't think, really lasts this long, three, three and a half weeks. I mean, you, you just – it would – organizational malpractice is strong, but it would just be so wrong on both sides for Zach and for the Jets to, to do this. It's just – it didn't work. It isn't working. Just move on. Just, just, just pack it in and move on. Tw- uh, 26 penalties in the last two weeks. Yeah. 20 yeah. freaking – Wait, isn't it like 130 or 140 on the season, too? Like that, they like lead. That. They lead the NFL now, right? Do they not? Yeah. I think they oh, do. they already did. They they led going in, and then they tacked on ten right. more. So yeah, that, that's twelve. That. No, 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 no. Get it right. Twelve. 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 There we go. Twelve. I, you know, I don't want. I don't want to. You know, I want to. I want to be accurate. Let's not give them any yeah. breaks that they don't deserve. By the way, have we seen the? Is it, is it over for Beckton? Can we get Beckton the hell yeah. out of here now? No, he won't. Yeah, he won't. The, he he's never been one. I think that this particular coaching staff was super high on ever right. since. Uh, we were in where they have those joint practices. Was it Washington or? or yeah, I think something? that's what it was. Somebody Carolina. And, uh, it was in Carolina. Yeah. No, no, not Carolina. It was the year before. Uh, oh, okay. oh, no, Green Bay. It was the joint practices with the Packers. Okay. Right. And Michael Floor basically just came out and was like, "Yeah, he's not playing very well right now." And it was the most honest like press conference I've ever heard. To the fact I looked at him, I was like, "That might be the last time we ever talked to Michael Floor." But he was just it's brutally honest about Beckton struggling, and it, and it's added up there, Joe. I mean, he's up there in the. In the I oh. He leads the league in both penalties yep. and sacks yep. allowed. He's never yep. really meshed with this coaching staff, and it's just he'll be he'll be gone as well. Which you know, obviously, look, it, it's the right move. It's just it hasn't worked. And you also can't pay him, and you can't rely on him to stay healthy. Um, but I think the big thing is, is that it does though create this problem now where they need a left tackle 100. percent They need a right tackle 100. percent They need a right guard as well because you can't just assume that an no, offensive you're right. coming Derek off Tucker. And injury. Like, yeah. think about that's like a ba- think about basketball players with Achilles injuries. Two years in a row. The, yeah, it's a death sentence because it's it, you gotta you gotta jump right. Well, an offensive lineman, you're you're bursting and pushing, and even when you're planting, I mean that puts so much pressure on your Achilles. You can't just assume Elijah Vera Tucker is going to be the Elijah Vera Tucker who left the field in Denver the last two years. So you need yeah. a right guard, yeah. legitimate starting insurance policy. And Lakin Tomlinson has struggled so much this year. I don't know if the Jets are going to bring him back. So if you don't bring him back, now you need a left guard. So yeah. your only position that you have solidified. Center. And I say that very much with, with like, timidly, is uh, your, your son, Joe Tittman. And Joe Tittman struggled this year. So it's, yeah. it's, it's not a – and the whole thing, too, and, and I've said this to guys over there, you, Joe Douglas took over in 2019, and he stressed the importance of rebuilding the offensive yep, line. Yep, it hasn't yep. been for lack of trying. Like, the one thing – I've, I've said this to Joe, too, it has not been for lack of trying. They have invested resources and draft capital, significant draft, cap, draft capital and significant financial resources in rebuilding its offensive line. They just haven't picked the right players. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they, if they took Worf instead of Beckton, this looks a lot different. You know yeah. what I mean? If they signed Cooney instead of Tomlinson, this looks a lot different. Like, they, yeah. like there's there's a lot of things here um, that they could that's absolutely at play. But it's just to expect him to do between free agency in March and the draft the end of April what he hasn't done in five years. That's a tall undertaking. It's very rare that an offensive line can just be rebuilt in one year, and that's basically what the Jets going to have to do. Which, by the way, if you look across the free like in free agency. There's not too many good offensive linemen on expiring contracts 
And that's before these guys get franchise tagged to even get the average guys kept in-house. So right, uh, right. It, it is a tall, tall undertaking for this team. All right. Well, let, again, we're talking to Connor Hughes. All right. Before we let you go, the draft, okay? Right now, yeah. what are they picking? Ninth right now? If that probably drops uh, with the yeah. loss here. Okay? So they're going to be a definite top ten pick. To me. Unless they got, beat New England, but yeah. Well, I mean, I want to beat New England. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of yeah. losing to them. And if that's Bill's last game, even more do I want to beat them. But yeah. we're probably not. Zappy will light us up. But, you know, <laughs> no, there's no doubt about it. Take the money line. But anyway, um, just going back to the game here, the, the draft. Okay, so they're not going to draft a young quarterback because they really need one, but they're not going to do that. I get it. Maybe. You... I, I'm not uh, – I don't know. I, I, I lean towards no. Right. I would, okay. be, surpri- I would be surprised. I would be surprised. So they're going to draft an offensive lineman more than likely. I would certainly draft Marvin Harrison if he was there. I doubt he would be. Yeah, he won't but... be there nine. That guy's going top four. Right. He's so right. good. He's right. so good. So, Right, he, tremendous. So is is that what you is that what you see? I mean, so your your gut on what they're going to do in the first round? Lineman, if they have to go lineman, because I, I I really do believe that, and the only one, the only if or unless uh, is just simply if a quarterback that they love is there, and they view this as an opportunity to right what they did wrong with Zach. Because the one thing that Robert and Joe have said over and over again is that they should have given Zach a chance to learn behind a veteran of for a year before they went and started. Of course. Him. This, theoretically, would be the chance to do that. You go, you draft Penix, you draft Jaden Daniels if they're there. They mm-hmm. sit behind Aaron Rodgers for 2024, 2025, and then they take over as a starter. But uh, there's just so many holes on this offensive line. You don't want to say, you know, draft for need, draft for need. But I don't see any other way that they address and fix this offensive line uh, without using that first-round pick there because there's just not enough options via trade because they don't have the draft capital to trade or the, yeah, or the resources right. in-house to trade. And then also needing a receiver and the other things they need. So, yeah, my, my guess is, is – or my assumption is that they're absolutely going to go off at the time of the first I, round. By the way, I do not want Devontae Adams. I'm not giving up a number one pick for him. If you're going to go for – It won't take that much. It won't, I don't think – it wouldn't take a one. And if they traded anything for him, it'll be in 2025. It'll be a pick in 2025. Aren't they better off signing Mike Evans, who's a free agent, and is probably better anyway yeah. at this point? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think I think he and Rodgers have a decent relationship. But I, I just – I don't think – I wonder if Mike Evans is actually going to get free. I mean, he spent his entire career in Tampa. He's been at the top of his game forever. Like, if he wanted to leave Tampa, he would have yeah. done it already. I just, I, I don't know if they'll tag him. I don't know if they'll try to get something done. But he's so good, and, and he seems like a very, very loyal person where I wonder if he wouldn't take uh, something a few million less to stay in Tampa Bay. We'll see. Bryce Huff, gone? No, I think they'll find a way to bring him back. I think they you have do. to. I mean, they won't yeah, tag him. They can't tag him because it's too much no, money. Right? No, 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 no. Yeah, they'll get some done. I mean, the Jets are going to get out of a decent amount of contract here uh, to save some money. I think you're going to restructure CJ. I think you could see John Franklin Myers go. Uh, there, there's some, there, there's ways that they're going to free an awful lot of cap space. Uh, and I think what will end up happening there is they'll have enough money to give to give Huff a deal. I don't know if he'll be signed before the open market. Like, I think there's a chance he hits free agency to see what his worth is. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I do think he'll come back to the Jets. Connor, what a disgrace. I, I, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. No, really. I mean, I am so disgusted with this franchise. I mean, I can't, I can't take anymore. I really can't. I mean, I just I don't know what to say. We're, our fan base has been so hosed over the years, and the fact that this owner has allowed Aaron Rodgers, who has done diddly squat for our franchise, nothing, nothing, and nothing, okay, to basically run the show is an absolute joke. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, it's, it's been a rough year. I'll, I'll say it's, it's been a rough 50 years. Year I, no, 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 yeah. rough 50, Connor. 
Yeah, and and I, I, I said this before, like this, I I didn't grow up a Jets fan, but I, I do well, cover you guys you're as long lucky. as I have. You're lucky. Yeah, covering you guys as long as I have, um, I've gotten to know a decent amount of Jets fans now just through social media and, and different engagements and things like that. And I do feel for you guys. Like this is like it's it's just you find you you're waiting for the one to go your way, and eventually it's got it. You figure it was with Rogers coming here and the hype and the hard knocks and just for it to go this way, it's. It's ugly, but uh, I guess you just you just got to keep clinging to hope, right? Just keep, just keep on hanging on to that. By, by the way, one more thing I just want to hit you with because I thought about this too. How about that? This is so typical that happens to the Jets. So last night, right, the officiating usually kills us anyway. But the but last night, right, the officials, there was a clear fumble. I forget who it was by the Browns. Clearly, oh, yeah, and, uh, picked it off, right? yeah. and it would have been a touchdown. Well, for yeah. some reason, they don't call it a fumble. I mean, he wasn't even close to being down, this guy. And how yeah. they didn't call it a fumble on the field. I mean, not that the Jets would have won anyway, but that made me absolutely yeah, crazy. Rough. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough. When it rains, it pours, Joe. Unbel- what a disgrace. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, kind of look, good luck. You will be you will be at the Giant game Sunday, right? There you go. Yeah, I will. Yeah, going to be. I'll be there for the Giants game, and I think probably Jets Patriots to close out the year. Look, is is Bill staying or going? What do you think, dude? It's wild to me. I, I, I everything says he's going. Like it's just every single right, sign right, that right. way. But I mean, Joe, if he stunk this year, like wouldn't you want if you're if you're Bill? Like you had Brady forever. Now you got a chance to draft a quarterback right. one or two. Well, like, that's what I said. Why would you want to leave? But apparently, he's Crafter. He and really? Crafter aren't seeing eye to eye. Yeah, really? that's is that true? That he, yeah, he and Crafter are not a. Uh, not not best friends. It makes sense. I mean, they've been together for so damn long that I think yeah. it's just you know you just want to change. Where, where do you see him winding up if he leaves? Just quickly. Uh, Chargers could be one. I mean, right. if he wants to go out there and work with right. Herbert, uh, Washington, if he has that relationship down there, and that owner is going to want to make a splash and pretty yeah. much give him whatever the hell. He and wants. they can get a quarterback too. I mean, they, they're going to get yep. a high draft choice, so they get a quarterback yeah. there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Connor. God bless. Thanks for coming on. Uh, happy New Year. We'll talk. All right. And and, Thank and, you, man. and I'm waiting. It. Let me give this. Let me give you a pop again. The Jets Class Show, which is part of the digital digital SNY series, and I'm waiting for the invite from Connor Hughes. Oh, uh, we'll do that, Joe. We'll get it going. All right, bro. Take care. Happy right. New Year.